Hi out there. I'm Pat Paul in. I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Every Tuesday, we interview people from the performing arts or the visual arts. And this week, Philip Chavita, executive director of Intamin Theaters with us. Philip received a Tony nomination and made Broadway history co-producing Eclipsed recently with an all-female cast. He co-founded nonprofit Partly Cloudy People to empower female talent. Philip has an MBA from Fordham University and a BA from Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and he was named Black and Hispanic MBA Association's Alumni of the Year in 2016. And his motto is, keep color on stage. Welcome to the show, Philip. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, good you could stop by. But before we get started with Intamin and Philip's background, we'll uh, talk about a few uh, events coming up here locally. And uh we're also happy that Seattle Art Fair again is returning this year. Yes. Yes, <laughs> August 1st to 4th. And, uh, and it's again at CenturyLink Field Events Center with uh, art from almost 100 galleries. I actually counted 97. That's, and they're from around the globe. So this is international. And it's our best local glimpse of what's going on in the contemporary arts scene around the world. Lots of wonderful paintings and sculpture, plus talks and projects from the artists and the curators. And there is an early bird discount. This is why I'm talking about it now. There's an early bird discount, which I've already taken advantage of. We're going as a group until July 18th. So get your tickets now for Seattle Art Fair. They will go fast. Those are Yeah. <laughs> Seattle Art Fair is uh, bigger than ever this year. Hope to see you there. And then uh, for playgoers, there are two current productions in the Seattle area who have actually added performances. They've been so popular that many of their uh, dates have been totally sold out. Seattle Repertory Theater's production of Tiny Beautiful Things from the book by Cheryl Strayed, Mm -hmm. who as Sugar and online advice columnist helps those seeking advice for life obstacles, great and small this one has had just such great reviews, and you saw it. Too, I did didn't see you? it. Julie Brisbane plays Sugar, and she's excellent. I love Justin Huertas, who was just in my show, and uh, Chuck Leggert. Just incredible cast. There's more folks, but those individuals I've worked with since I've been here, so I I, I love it. So we have your endorsement, so that's even yes, better. You do. And it's on until uh, June 29th, so be sure to see that one. And then also a village theater in Issaquah, the return of Million Dollar Quartet about rock and roll stars, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. That's on until June 23rd. And they added several performances because they were sold out. We've got some great shows going on here. But you can still get tickets to both online since they added extra shows. So you need to do it right away, though. We'll be back shortly talking with Philip Shavita about Intamin Theater. Stay with us for more on Artbeat Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. 
Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side by side, creating art in glass, metal, stone and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking with Philip Chavita about Intimate Theater. And Philip, how would you describe Intimate Theater to someone who doesn't know anything about it? Sure. We make live entertainment happen in Seattle. We produce uh, in various neighborhoods. Our next show is going to be in Capitol Hill. The show after that is in the UW District. We do plays that deal with a, and wrestle with American inequities. And to me, that's looking at injustices that are happening to our fellow country folks and uh, bring folks together in a room and we get to dissect it. We get to look into it. We get to use playwrights' words to share a message with folks and get them thinking about how are we interacting with each other. We like to do fresh, we like to do modern works, and we center voices that oftentimes are underrepresented. And whether those voices are younger Filipinx artists like Sarah Porklob, she is a fantastic artist, activist. She's working with the city on social justice work. She is a board member of ours, and she also wrote a one-woman show um, she actually wrote three of them, <laughs> about her family and her family's migration to the United States, growing up with queer mothers. We produced the most produced Latinx playwright in the nation of last year, Karen Zacarias, and we did the show called Native Gardens. And it's the first time Intamon in our 47 years has ever produced a show by a Latinx playwright. And we did a little analysis of the area and how many folks have produced Latinx playwrights and we found that out of all the organizations, it was a really small percentage. So I think that Intamon is helping share different opinions um, than you may have of your own. And I, I think it's a great place to explore humans and how we interact with each other. And so you feel that your effect on the audience could make people be a little more... Um, socially um, aware. Socially aware, culturally aware. Um, that show I was just talking about, Native Gardens, which I loved, at the end of the day was a 90-minute comedy that talked about races, racism, colonization, through a garden in the middle of the space. The, the gate was too far on one side. So I think that not only are you able to come in and learn about something new, you're able to look at your own bias, um, which sometimes is kind of sits tough with folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, who would you say is Intamin's audience? I mean, who are you looking for? I know everybody's looking for to engage these young techies, but are you looking at that audience or are you looking at just a broad spectrum or uh, who is your audience? We welcome many voices, many minds into the space. Um, our demographic skews on the younger side of people coming to live entertainment and I think that's because we produce um, what 
is to to younger folks relevant in their lives. So an immigration story of two generations ago coming here to the States and then you understanding your identity and your intersectionality in this space resonates resonated really well with 20-year-olds. So they, they really came to that show called Dragon Lady, written by Sarah Porkalob. Um, we Our demographics skew in a lot of different ways, and I'm really excited with our next show called The Events, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, I'm really excited to see the variety of folks that come into it um, in the way that we're welcoming folks into the space. Well, let's talk about events, Please. you know, what it is, and then we'll talk about your ticket program after yeah. that. Uh, what the events is? Yes, uh, about the play. Oh, sure. So, I, And a, that's really relevant to young people, too. Well, I think, unfortunately, it's becoming too relevant to folks in the United States and around the world until your government does something about it. So David Grigg wrote this great piece called The Events, and he wrote it after um, a mass gun violence happened in Norway, where uh, too many young folks uh, died at the hands of one individual. So the play, we've got Two actors. Oh, the first actor, her name is Claire, and she is the lone survivor in a choir room. And she's a choir director um, of the mass gun violence that happened in the space. There's another actor who plays many other characters. And uh, as, I, as I said, it's becoming too relevant where we're hearing about gun violence happening in this country over and over again. And what are we doing about it? Nothing. It's <sighs> awful. We, we, it goes on. I, I don't even feel it reaches people's ears on the administration side of what we can do about it. So our, our play has no actual gun violence on stage, and we're not even telling you that we need gun reform, although me personally, I may <laughs> believe that. Um, and I grew up around a lot of guns. I grew up in the Southwest. I think I shot my first gun when I was five years old. We had rifles. We had handguns, et cetera, because we were desert folks. We're hunters. Um, my meal at Christmas Day easily could have been the the venison that was caught just that week before. So, our, but our intention is, and, and my, my understanding of this play is, is how can you heal? How can you deal with grief? And by using the, uh, the art of storytelling and the narrative that's written by David, we can start seeing, um, seeing humanity, I think, in a different way. And uh, another element to the play, and this I think is just so beautiful, is there's a Greek chorus and a, and a it's a relief piece written into it and there's so you have a, a full chorus along with the play. There's a, a unique. I mean that's part of the play. It's part of the play. There's a community chorus and a brand new community chorus every single night. Oh, fabulous! So we're welcoming the community in to come and oh. let's let's I've heard it before. Heal together, right? So now you have a, a special program for this play. I think it's because you want everyone to see it. Uh, how? How does that work? I'm smiling so big right now <laughs> because you can get a ticket. Anybody listening right now uh, can get a free ticket to the show, the events. Free. You don't have to pay a dollar. All you have to do is go online to intimon.org and uh, get a ticket for free. And then show up to our play, which opens July 17th and runs at the Erickson Theater in Capitol Hill. And the biggest reason that we are inviting the community in um, at no price on your ticket, because there's definitely a cost. There's yeah. a cost to, the, to making that, that art. Right. But your price is going to be $0. Because I, I think it's incredible that we have all these amazing art spaces in our area, and um, they're not filled to capacity. Ah. Wherein you go to a sporting event, and it's been sold out for months, right? Oh, Yes. 
and the and the art spaces are smaller too. So by we far. should pack them out. Yeah, right. Really. And what we're finding is by letting people know that we have free tickets, free tickets, um, because of our community ticket project, where we have some great backers who have said yes to access to art. Oh, great. Um, organizations like U.S. Bank, individuals like Marsha Zek, uh, Cynthia Sears, Lauren Dudley. We've got a list of folks that have said, yes, I want to support this. I want this to continue and move forward. So we're, again, we're inviting anybody to come and enjoy this work, engage with live theater, engage with your community. Um, we've given away 60% of our inventory already. Oh, fabulous. We only, we only have 40% less. We've sold out four shows already. Oh, that is fabulous, and no one's even seen it yet. Nobody's even seen it. So that's great. So why don't you talk a little bit about the history of Indemont? Because you were talking that, oh, we're going to have a 50th anniversary here shortly. It's 47 years. 47 years. So what what kind of a, has it been a tumultuous history? Has it been uh, onward and upward? Uh, what's been ha- What's happened over the years, and how did it get started? Well, Pat, you've worked in nonprofit. You know the answer. It's everything. <laughs> and more. Yeah, I it's guess It's a star that's it. exploding one day, and then it's the creation of a new planet the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You heard that first year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 47 years, we've had seven artistic directors. Uh, Jennifer Zile is our current artistic director right now, whom I adore. This community has adored her for decades. Um, and then I've had six managing directors before myself who oversaw uh, fundraising, finances, commun- communications, marketing, etc. And we started in Scandinavian roots. Um, Intiman means intimate in Swedish. Oh, interesting. So, um, and we did classics remastered. And but where the arc I think for the organization is that we have been a progressive space, right? And in 72, doing ma- masterwork remastered, classics remastered for, for this space and doing it with local um, artists was, was a different mentality. It got people to think about art in a different way. And then uh, as we moved executive work, et cetera, we did run into some financial issues. And in 2010, we had to close down because we had amassed $2.7 million in debt and obligations. Oh, that's hard to get out from under. Oh, it's hard to get out from under. And uh, unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to a lot of great artists. We said goodbye to our space at Seattle Center. And we had to reinvent ourselves. And under the leadership of Andrew Russell, um, my predecessor, he saw us moving to, um, to a summer, summer season. He saw us moving into diving deep into social justice with our work, ah, um, inviting people to sit at the table who might have been underrepresented in other nonprofit theater spaces and asking them, okay, where, how are we moving forward together? And we worked with Valerie Curtis Newton, who is uh, head of acting at UW. Um, Sarah Porklov was a co-curator before she joined our board. KJ Sanchez, who's head of acting at UT Austin. Uh, we had three women of color having a leadership position within the organization. So we've seen, for me, a beautiful evolution of what nonprofit can move forward to. And that's inviting folks of color to the space. It's ensuring that women have a space. And then that bleeds out to what kind of work we produce. Um, so then at the end of 2017, under the leadership of myself and Jennifer, we were able to secure final funding and 
retire that $2.7 million in debt and obligations. And at this moment... That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. So for those you know, that are running... I hope you celebrated for a long time after <laughs> I'm that. still celebrating. <laughs> still celebrating. Oh, great. Well, listen, it's already time for a break. We've been here talking about Intamin Theater with Executive Director Philip Chavita. We'll be right back with more on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Featuring a school of over 400 glass fish from makers around the world. School, the Joseph Rossano Salmon Project, highlights the plight of global salmon and steelhead populations and recognizes current conservation efforts. See it at BAM from April 12th through August 11th and save the date for the 2019 Artful Event Auction Gala on Saturday, June 29th. Artful Evening is BAM's most fun, festive, and important fundraising event of the year, supporting world-class exhibitions and essential community programming. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. We're here talking with Philip Chavita about Intamon Theater. And he was just talking about how they have survived. And it's so wonderful. But you have kind of an interesting... Now, you, you do not have your own uh, playhouse now. Uh, how do you manage to arrange with other groups uh, to use... Are there a lot of spaces available that you can uh, use for your plays? Or how does that work? It's a shuffle to the left. It's a cross <laughs> your eyes on the right. First of all, I love that song. Good time. I like that. <laughs> that good, was a good, good choice. Song. <laughs> <laughs> um, we... Uh, I, I don't think it's the easiest thing to do is to have to set up your costume shop over and over again. Your find your scenic shop where your where your play is going to be yeah. built every time. Uh, find that reassign the seating locations. Have your front of staff get to know it. However, it has benefited the organization at this point because oh. it has kept us on our toes. It makes us light in what are we traveling with. But it's a lot of policies and procedures that we've had to develop, especially as we find a new place and whatnot. So our vision at this time is how are we looking forward to the future and where, where, what kind of space does Seattle need at this time? I believe that a nonprofit exists for the community. And so we are uh, starting to think about what is the space, who's involved with us, what other, or, or other organizations are there with us, how many venues do we want, what, what kind of space is dedicated to new works in this area. Because we have a, an education, we have multiple education programs, everything from a South Seattle technical theater training program that's free to attend. And we bring in union members to teach um, the youth about designing, sets, costumes, lightings, also just working backstage. And that was funded by the Department of Neighborhoods through the city of Seattle. So thank you so much for that. Oh, I had no idea that you did a lot of education programs. I know you have interns, which are education uh, education programs also. Yeah, we have an emerging artist program. It's not an internship, but it's a, it's a free to, par- to participate um, program that's happened for the last five years. Um, that's in a research and development period because this is something that I find uh, impressive about our organization as somebody who's only involved with it for the last two and a half years is that we step back and we said, okay, how is this program affecting the alumni? How is this program affecting the community? Um, are we being equitable with our practices with these individuals? 
Um, we've called them in to say, how are we working with you? So this year, we're taking time to invest in our alumni. We're taking time to invest in the curriculum that we're going to push forward with that. So we don't we don't re- rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want to learn from from how we're adding value to Seattle. Mm. So are you looking forward to eventually uh, obtaining a permanent space or? Uh, yeah, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to see us uh, have our space um, that uh, services live entertainment, that services the education programs we go through, that allows the community additional spaces to work in. Because one of your first questions is, is there enough space in this town, well, something like that, <laughs> for people to produce it? And it's it's tight, especially a, prof- a professional company that works with many unions. We have regulations on where we can produce. Um, and I support that. And uh, I, I think this community needs to stop getting rid of spaces, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, they PPR have gotten tier. rid of a fair number of spaces with the, all the new building, right? That's very true. Unfortunately. It breaks my heart. So it is tight to get places for plays. Yes. Ah, so hopefully you'll, uh, you'll find a space of your own where you won't have to move your costume shop and, and uh, all of the other things that go with the play. So... Yeah, the rehearsals, the administrative side, the production itself, the shops. Yes. Now, let's talk a little bit about what your journey was to get here to Intamin Theater. I mean, where, where are you from? What, what experiences brought you here? Oh, this little southwestern boy. I was born in New Mexico. Ah. And then uh, my father worked at a military base south of Tucson, Arizona. So we moved there uh, when I was really young. And so I did my public schooling from elementary to high school in this town called Sierra Vista, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it was right next, like I said, next to an army base. Um, so it was an interesting culture to grow up in because I, I identify as Mexican-American and Latinx. I was born in the States. My parents were also born in the States, or at least what is now. Um, New Mexico, um, and this uh, very small community in southern Arizona had a, a yes sir attitude because of the military influence. Um, and where I'm thankful for this tiny community theater community that existed called Limelight Productions, held by um, Catherine Chafin Honda, was a space that allowed me to practice arts. Where I did tap, jazz, acting, uh, and I did it from age nine till. I, uh, I started running a, a summer children's camp when I was about 16. So I stayed oh. there for many years. Well, you've directed for a long time, haven't you? I've loved the arts <laughs> for a long time. I've never left it. So then, okay, so then you moved to New York. Then right? I moved to New York City uh, and had the time of my life, 10 years there. I ended up with a Tony nomination, like you mentioned. Um, and shout out to the Tony Awards that happened last night. I have so many friends that uh, I got to see, uh, be honored by some long time work and some beautiful work that is uh, gracing the Broadway stages. Um, I, I really tapped into my social justice work when I, when I began work on that play called Eclipse. I was working with two individuals, Stephen Bird and Aaliyah Jones Harvey, who are the only two full-time producers on Broadway who are also black. And I uh, learned from them. I felt there was a great mentorship um, they invited me and my business partner at that time, Jackie Florin, to come on to that production. And it was the first time in Broadway history you had an all-femme-identified cast, director, playwright team, and they're all women of color. So every time you're in those rooms, it was just, it was a livelihood I'd never, I had not seen before <laughs> as, as a predominantly white industry. 
So that got, got me start thinking, okay, how can I make great effect in my life, in my career within the entertainment industry? And that's when I, I moved to Seattle to work for Intamont Theater because I think that's the type of work that we do. Oh, yes. And I wanted yes. to dive in there as an executive and be at the table and get to make choices on who we're working with, what organizations are we supporting, how are we identifying ourselves in this community. And I feel very fortunate that the Pacific Northwest um, has invited me over and over again to those discussions from places like the city to uh, meals with the mayor to uh, chatting with people who have never gone to a show before. Wonderful. And you are the first person of color to be an executive director of a uh, Yeah, I'm the first kind of first executive of color in Intamon's history. Oh, in Intamon's history. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, I am the uh, second resident director of color at Seattle Center since that's inception of the World Fair. Uh-huh. Um, and I keep expanding that uh, only Latinx director executive of a, of a professional theater company in the area. And I'd, I'd love to hear if anybody else identifies like that and works at a professional <laughs> theater because we should get to know each other. But <laughs> as of right now, um, I'm kind of sitting at that table alone. Ah, well, you know, there always has to be a first. There does. And there you are. <laughs> I'm here. Sing a lot. I'm proud. So, uh, and then you have another show coming up. I have to mention this. Bull Rush. Bull Sounds Rusher. very interesting for intimate. Let's mention that briefly, and then we're going to have to go pretty soon. Directed by Valerie Curse Newton. It is opening in August at the Jones Playhouse at UW. It's a beautiful piece um, that centers... Uh, black voice. There's a black woman who um, owns a business and she's seen as a businesswoman from the beginning. And I just love this piece and how it um, examines segregation, how it examines um, what it means to live in this community in California at that time. Uh, we're going to be partnering with NAM, the Northwest African American Museum, looking at civil log- civic dialogues and allowing folks at the museum to read our play and then talk about how it's resonating with folks. Um, I'm really excited about our season. I oh, see it. that's great. And so, and the, what what are the, again, the dates for Bull Rush? Bull Rush opens August 20th, and that will be at UW. And you can get all the information and get your free tickets at intamon.org. I understand that the space there, Jones Theater, is just a wonderful space. Too. I love it. It's beautiful. It's a thrust, which means you are just surrounding the actors. Oh, that's great. But listen, we're, we are already running out of time. Thank you so much, Philip, for coming in to talk about Intamin Theater and your career and uh, what's ahead. And free tickets. And free tickets. <laughs> Thanks Great. for having me. Great. Uh, now, talking about free tickets, why don't we give them the website, uh, how to go online and reserve these free tickets. To, Of course, we were talking about the one arranged right now to the event. Uh, it, the play called The Events. Yeah, it's something new we tried out. The The Community Ticket Project is providing free tickets to the events. Again, it's at intamon.org to get those. And if you are interested in supporting that work, you can also go to that website, make a donation, and let's make our next show free to the public, too. There you go. <laughs> anyway, it should be an enlightening show. And be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Artbeat Northwest. I'm your host, Pat Polly. Signing off on Alternative Talk 1150.